everybody loves a good plot twist, right? In fact, not only do readers really appreciate a great plot twist, but as authors, it's probably our favorite thing to write. When we have a major plot twist coming, major mic drop moment, that's like what we look forward to. We're excited to write it. We're excited for people to read it. But do your plot twists sometimes feel like they're a little too convenient? Like, of course you need them to happen. Of course that's what's going to happen in the story, but you aren't leading up to them well enough or believably enough. Do you worry that your reader might feel the same thing? Or that your events in your story feel like they're coming out of left field? Have you ever had anyone tell you that it just didn't seem realistic enough or believable enough? If that's ever happened to you, I know it can feel really embarrassing and you're not entirely sure how to fix it, but don't worry, that happens to a lot of authors. Lots of people struggle with this. And it's what I'm going to address today. There's some simple steps you can take to make sure that this doesn't happen to you. So stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on? and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. So I have struggled with this a lot too in my writing career. I would often, especially in the early days, write a story or come up with a story idea, and it made sense in my mind. I knew where I was going with it. I knew what I wanted the plot twist to be, and that I wanted to really shock audiences, but of course we want them to like our plot twists. But then I would be told that it just wasn't really working, right? In fact, there was a time that I wrote a particular short story in college, and this is exactly what happened. I wanted there to be kind of a twist at the end, and I did want it to be kind of a sudden transformation for the character, which is fine, Um, But there's a difference between it being a sudden transformation for the character and it being a sudden plot twist for the audience, okay? Those are two different things. And so I was basically told, even though I wrote several iterations of the story, I was told by, you know, the other students, the people who were critiquing it, even the professor, that the ending just kind of came out of nowhere and it wasn't really believable. And the problem was I was very new. I just didn't have the writing skill at the time to gradually drop breadcrumbs that would lead up to the ending, okay? It's a very common thing to not know how to do this and to have your you know plot twists or your endings feel forced or unrealistic because of it. So this is something that we need to recognize as authors and guard against. Having a plot twist come out of a clear blue sky just because it's what you imagined or just because you want to shock your readers, it's just not the best way to go about things. Why? Because it doesn't awaken the correct type or amount of emotion in your readers, okay? So think about it this way. If a plot twist 
feels convenient, it's because you have not laid the breadcrumbs to get the audience invested enough and feel the emotion to get behind that plot twist. And it works the other way too. If you have not taken the time to get the audience invested and feel emotion toward what's going to happen, then the plot twist is always going to feel convenient. It's always going to feel forced and unrealistic. And I hear you. I, I get it. I mean, this is what you want to have happen in your story. This is what you imagined and you know it's the right thing. Okay, great. Then that's what you got to do. But let me ask you this. In the best stories you've ever read, in your favorite books or movies, do the plot twists and the twists and turns in general do they feel convenient? Do they feel forced? Do they feel unrealistic? Of course not. If, if that were the case, you wouldn't like them. They wouldn't be your favorite books, right? Rather, in the best stories, those plot twists feel inevitable. They feel like destiny, like this was always going to happen. Like from the instant the story began, the character could not have escaped this plot twist, right? And that's what we want our stories to feel like. Now, of course, because we're talking about plot twists, maybe the audience doesn't entirely see it coming. Maybe they shouldn't. But that doesn't change the fact that when it happens, they go, oh, that makes total sense that that just happened. Maybe it sucks. Maybe it just totally threw a wrench in what was happening. But that's exactly what's going to draw them in further to the story. It's going to grip them tighter. And now they have to know how the character is going to handle this, right? Um, so let's go over a couple of examples I thought of, of some plot twists. One of them is actually an ending and the other is not. Uh, the first one is from one of my favorite films called Legends of the Fall. Now, before I go on and tell you what it is, um, I'm gonna actually be talking about Legends of the Fall more next week. Legends of the Fall does really excellent um, character transformation arcs. It really excels at those. So I'm going to be talking about that in more detail in the next episode. So if you want to know what I'm talking about in detail and you haven't seen Legends of the Fall, you can go watch it. It's on Netflix right now and you can find it on, on Amazon Prime as well. It does carry an R rating, so I'll warn you about that, but it's from the 90s, so it's a relatively tame R rating. Um, I wouldn't necessarily set your little kids in front of it, but it's, it's just not super over the top. It's actually a really, really good film, okay? Um, so the one that I was thinking about, though, in terms of plot twists feeling inevitable is actually kind of a subplot that's outside the main narrative. So you have the main story going on with Tristan and um, his family, but outside of that is almost like a footnote to the main story. There is a subplot that has to do with Tristan and a grizzly bear. Yes, it is an actual grizzly bear because the story is set in the uh, you know early 20th century and so they actually live out in the wilderness in a cabin and there actually are wild animals out there. Now, this interaction between Tristan and this bear, it's almost used as a framework around the larger story, okay? Because it starts with him and the bear, it does end with him and the bear, and in between, I mean, this is a story that spans many years of his life, and every few years we seem to check in with the bear, right? So it kind of becomes a framework, and that's a really good way to do things, because then we see the bear throughout the story. We see this little storyline, and maybe we don't know where it's going, and it feels like just kind of an afterthought, but it's there. The breadcrumbs are there, okay? So I'm going to give you a little bit of spoilers for the end of this, but this movie's 20 years old now, right? Um, 
Tristan and the bear are lifelong rivals. They are lifelong enemies in a lot of ways. But they also do have this kind of interesting respect for one another. There are several times when Tristan has the opportunity to kill this bear without getting his hands too dirty, and for some reason, he just can't bring himself to do it, okay? At the very end, after the main story has wrapped up, um, we see him as an elderly man out in the um, wilderness, right? And the bear gets him, basically. That's how he dies, is the bear mauls him. Um, and yeah, I mean, because this is a story that is set in this time and place, sure, people who lived there did die from wild animal attacks, so it might not have seemed too convenient anyway, but it wouldn't have had the emotional impact that it, they give it in the film if it was just, oh yeah, and by the way, he died from a bear attack. No, this was the bear that he had been seeing and interacting with since he was a young man. And it just felt inevitable. It felt like destiny, and that was always the way he was going to go out. You know, it's, um, I, I could set, cite other things that they talk about in the film about how even though he was the reckless sort, he was also one who was never going to die young. You know, uh, people around him died young, but not him, you know, and so they, they kind of laid a lot of, of breadcrumbs for it. Um, but that's one I thought of because it could have felt a little bit convenient and it didn't because of the way they set it up because of the breadcrumbs that they put in the story it really did feel like it was always going to end that way okay um, another one we can look at and that I've used I think as an example before is at the end of Star Wars uh, New Hope there's a moment when Luke is about to be blown up by Darth Vader and Han Solo swoops in in his ship and saves the day kind of uh, flicks Darth Vader's ship out into space right now maybe this seems this example seems a little obvious it was never going to feel too convenient because han is a big part of the story he's a, a major character in that story but they specifically set it up by having a scene right before luke gets into the ship where he begs han to help them and han won't do it he says no so they managed to really kill a lot of birds with one stone here okay because it's a redemption arc for han it's something they set up and then paid off. Um, it's a little bit of a transformation for Han. But if they hadn't set it up that well, if Han had even just left before that on his own, you know, to go do something else and then showed up, it just would have felt too convenient. Like, oh, of course he was suddenly there, you know, it, it would have felt like deus ex machina. And it definitely wasn't that. They set it up really, really well. So it just made sense that he showed up when he did because Luke asked him to. Um, so that, that's what I'm talking about. It, it doesn't feel like a huge deal. And really, you shouldn't have to do a ton of work to make these plot twists feel inevitable. It's, it's just little things here and there, dropping a crumb here, having a line of dialogue there, you know, half of a scene somewhere else. And that's all you really got to do. And then they will feel very inevitable and not convenient in a bad way. So let's be more specific though. You're saying, okay, but how do I do that? How do I create this feeling of destiny in my plot twists and keep them from feeling inevitable in a negative way? Take out a pen and paper because I'm going to give you some tips on how to do this. Tip number one, don't pants it, have a plan. Now, before all you pantsers jump down my throat, I know that you pants and that's what you do and that's how you write and more power to you. But my point is that with a plot twist, you really do have to map out how you're going to get there. So go ahead and pants your first draft or do whatever it is that you always do to you know figure out your story. Go for it. Then after that, go back and make sure you have a plan. Make sure you're dropping breadcrumbs. Make sure you have a framework so that the... Um, the plot twist or the ending or whatever it is that you're dealing with 
does not feel inevitable. So going back to my short story that I wrote in college, once I had the story figured out, I should have gone back and laid some breadcrumbs, some backstory, um, some things that made it obvious that if X, then Y, and that way when the plot twist happened, it just felt like, oh, that's where they were always going with it to the audience, okay? so. Make sure you have a plan, especially if it's a big plot twist, especially if it's something that you're worried might feel convenient. You're, you're probably right. If you're worried about that and you're feeling that way, then it, you're probably right that it is going to feel convenient if it comes out of left field. So the, you know, the more you feel that way, the more you need to make sure that you have a plan and that you lay breadcrumbs and foreshadows for that plot twist, okay? The second tip is this, cause and effect. Cause and effect, people, okay? Your stories, and the, the events and the scenes in your stories need to be written from a cause and effect standpoint, meaning it shouldn't be this happens, then this happens. It should be this happens, therefore this happens. This happens, and so this happens. Okay, one thing needs to lead to another. That will inevitably make something feel like it was always going to happen because there was nothing convenient. There was nothing that came in from the outside and, um, completely knocked something off its axis you know so make sure that you go through your scenes and make sure that one is causing another now this is something that takes a little more time if you haven't done this before but make sure that in each scene um how do i say this any given scene is a reaction to what happened in the scene before okay so one has to cause the other if if you do that one thing alone you're never going to have a problem with something being too convenient because one thing will always cause another and that's the opposite of convenience that's cause and effect right um, and if you're still a little bit lost and don't know where to start to make sure that these don't feel too convenient, then start with the end in mind. Okay, this is the third tip. Start with the end and reverse engineer because you know where you want to end up. You know that you're going to have this plot twist in, say, the third act. Okay, but if you don't know how to get there, then start there and reverse engineer. Okay, in order for this to happen, what needs to happen before that? Okay, well, the character needs to do this. They need to make this decision. They need to go to this place, you know, and then you can figure it out from there. Okay, starting with the end in mind is probably the most effective way to make sure you get where you're going without too much trouble. <laughs> okay, so once again, let's recap those. Number one, don't pants it, have a plan. Even if you pants it first, when it comes to the actual plot twist, you need to plan it out, okay? Make sure that the steps to the reveal are intentional on your part. Number two, cause and effect. Make sure that one scene causes another, that the later scenes are effects of what happened in previous scenes. And plan this out, again, intentionally. You have to plan your fiction intentionally, okay? And number three, start with the end in mind and reverse engineer. And that will really help you get a clearer picture of what needs to happen so that you can arrive at that plot twist without too much trouble and without it feeling like it just came out of a clear blue sky. Okay? So that's pretty much what I have for you today. Make sure you're planning these things. Make sure your plot twists feel like destiny and not like something that was just way too convenient. If you can do that, if you can make your plot twist feel like destiny, you will have loyal readership for life. I promise you that. Okay? So everyone have a wonderful week of writing. Go find your work in progress and figure out how you can make those plot twists feel a little more like fate and have tons of fun doing it because, you know, that's the fun part. And everybody just have a wonderful week of writing. Okay, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? 
Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.